0: welcome to coffee and conversations with lakeisha we're glad you've joined us today get ready for some kingdom conversation now here's your host lakeisha m johnson Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God. You are so faithful. You are so true. You are magnificent. Lord God, we just charge the atmosphere with you, Lord God. We are grateful for you and great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Can we just bless the name of the Lord? Great is your faithfulness. Can we just send a hallelujah? Can we send a thank you? Can we magnify the name of the Lord? My God, if we're going to charge everything, God with anything, we're going to charge God with being faithful. <laughs> if we're going to charge him, we're going to charge him with being faithful. We're going to thank him for being faithful. We're going to charge him for being faithful. We're going to rest in his faithfulness. If I'm going to charge him, instead of charging him wrongly, I'm going to charge him so right. And I'm going to thank, thank him for how faithful he is. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations Akisha. I'm your girl, Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ, and I am so grateful to be here with you. And I am so honored that Daddy God is just so magnificent and that he is with us. And we just thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. We just thank you for your wisdom. We just thank you for your love. We just thank you for your peace. We thank you for joy. We thank you for strength. Hey, Jamaica, hey, baby girl. I'm so grateful for just this call and this place and this position in my life. And I'm just so thankful for where I am with God in this season. And I am just so thankful for God is so faithful. He does not leave us. He does not forsake us. My God, great is your faithfulness. And I believe that song is called Famous For, and it's about Torin Wells and Jen Johnson. And he says, they say to God, go on and do what you're faithful for. Like, that's what you should be saying to God today. Go ahead and do what you're faithful for. Go ahead and show out in my life. Go ahead and be God in my life. Hey, Cambria. So good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. I'm excited I'm excited about the weekend I'm just excited about who God is I'm excited about uh, I had such a good restful weekend I'm excited about the word this morning. I'm excited about where God is about to take us, um, what he's doing for us. If you are new to the devotional, will you do us a favor and just drop your name on Instagram? Drop your name on Facebook. If you're watching the devotional later on YouTube, drop your name on YouTube. Let us know that you're new so that we can welcome you to our family, to our body of believers. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so faithful. Thank you for being so true. Thank you for being so loving. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so consistent. We honor you. We adore you, Father God. We are so grateful for you, Lord God. We need you, Daddy God. Father God, just expose anything in our heart that does not line up with your word that is not for our life. Great is your faithfulness, Father. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We take our resident in you this morning. We are hopeful in you this morning. We thank you for your peace. We thank you. You are Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. We thank you, Father God. You are the God of strength. We thank you, Father God. You are the God of grace. We thank you, Father God. You are the God of love. We thank you, Father God. You are the God of joy. We thank you, Father God, that you are the God of hope. My God. We thank you, Father God, that you are the God of our future. Father God, we thank you, Father God, that we find our strength in you. Father God, Father God, we thank you that you who you are the God that we believe in and we trust you, Father God. And even the places and positions in our life where we struggle, Father God, with unbelief, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the God that will help us for unbelief. Tanisha, hey girl, hey Tanisha, hey girl, hey beautiful, thank you for joining us, thank you for being a part of the devotional. If you want to know more about the ministry, it's AkishaMJohnson.com. I want to personally invite you to be my guest in Ladies Bible Study. You have to connect through it through um, Facebook, but we would love to have you, we would love to have you all. Thank you, hey baby, and so we really love to. We would love to have you. We would love for you to be a part. God is just doing something so significant. Thank you to our Facebook family. Thank you to our Instagram family. We love you. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We got a new sister. She's on Instagram today. Y'all pray for Tanisha. Y'all lift her up today. We love having new people. We love having sisterhood. We love having our family. We are so grateful for you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you for Tanisha. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. My God, we thank you for your consistency. You just made my heart. leap. We thank you we thank you we thank you we bless you we praise you we magnify you we glorify you hey monique my god so my god can we just bless the god lord for just a few more minutes can you just thank him i feel something i always know when we're we're releasing something in the atmosphere we're gonna usher in his presence just by worshiping him just telling him how grateful we are for him father we bless you we magnify you we glorify you we love you we love you we love you We adore you, you are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. Great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness. My God, we are so grateful for you, daddy. We bless your name, we praise your name. We magnify you, father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We honor you, we adore you. We love you, daddy, God, we love you. We love you. You are welcome here. You are welcome in our home. You are welcome on our jobs. You are welcome in our conversations. You are welcome in our house. You are welcome in our city. You are welcome in our state. You are welcome in our neighborhood. You're welcome in our text. You're welcome on this devotional. You're welcome on YouTube. You're welcome on Instagram. My God, I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. We cast down every wicked imagination. We drive out every force of darkness. We lift up holy hands, and we simply say, thank you, Father. We simply say thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we adore you, we honor you. Holy, 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 holy is he, Lord God. We appreciate you, my God, for your consistency and your faithfulness, Lord God. We appreciate you, Lord God. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you, magnify you, and glorify you. So consistency is like one of my needs, right? The more that you discover yourself in God, you'll learn what you really need. And consistency is like one of my needs. And when I use the word consistency, I'm talking about like you're consistent, right? What does it mean to be consistent? Um, And a lot of times we lack consistency because we don't understand consistency. Consistency is the way Um, it's the substance, Um, it's what holds things together, it's the accuracy, it's fairness, it's the typical way that you do things, and so it's agreement, it's harmony, right, Um, to one another, it's a conduct, it's a, a practice, right, it's, it's, we how we adhere together and so um, consistency is a need of mine it's not a desire like I know my absolutes my friends need to be consistent um consistency is what has changed my life. And so I am always thankful and grateful to God for his consistency because God is always consistent. He is always fair. He is always sovereign. He is always just. He is always loving. He is always there when I need him. He doesn't leave me or forsake me. Um he doesn't shun me. Um he delivers me from the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness mercy shall follow me all the days. Like God is the most consistent person I know. And I'm always grateful. Like I hear that in my spirit and consistency produces a result, right? Because God is, I'm consistent with God. And because God is consistent with me, it has revolutionized our relationship and the relationship, like God and I are tight. (laughs) God and I are tight. And do you know why God and I are tight? We tight because we consistent with each other, right? He's consistent with me and I'm consistent with him. We walk in harmony with each other. Um, He doesn't change. He ain't on today and off tomorrow, right? God doesn't leave me. He doesn't forsake me. And consistency is necessary for me. And God began to show, when God began to show me how consistent he was with me, right? Um, How adhering he was, how faithful he was, how he corresponded to me the same way right one day he wasn't off one day he wasn't on i just begin to fall in love and thank god for his consistency right because inconsistency bothers me inconsistent inconsistency like i got when you inconsistent it bothers me because i know that consistency produces harmony right consistency produces harmony um consistency um when we're inconsistent there's a separation this is a word for somebody today. When we're inconsistent, there's a separation, right? When, we, when we're not in a harmony, when we're not in a rhythm, when we're inconsistent, there's a separation. If you're inconsistent in business, if you're inconsistent in your relationship with God, there's going to be a separation. But when you're consistent, it's going to produce a result, right? And so then you're going to grow in your relationship with God because you're going to remember one time I taught about the rhythm of God. I talked about being in step with God. And if you're new, you can get get all those things on a devotional. But when you're in a rhythm with God, it's going to it's going to produce consistency. Right. And then can I tell you something else that happens? Then there's no contradiction. There's no contradiction. Come on, Holy Spirit. We're not able to, we don't contradict God, right? And when we use the word contradiction, we're talking about something that is opposed to God. Something that is opposed to God's character, right? Something that's opposed to God's nature, right? Contradiction is the opposite of consistency. So if we're inconsistent with God, it's not God isn't inconsistent, then there's no harmony in the relationship, right? And so the devil's assignment is always to have you inconsistent. The devil's devil's inconsistent in your relationship. Can I tell y'all something? I do things all the time that I don't feel like. I told y'all, I don't know if many people know that I'm an introvert by nature. I'm not an extrovert. Um, I get my energy by being alone. Like, I am not an extrovert. I just got a charismatic call on my life, right? And so I'm a reader. I'm a nerd girl. Um, I love to read. I live. I love, love the word of God. Like, I'm always studying. I'm always reading. Um, I don't, I don't, but, but, but because of my relationships with my sisters, my ministry team, my uh, people that I love, God pushes me out of my comfort zone to be consistent in those relationships so that we can stay in a harmony, so that we can be in rhythm with each other. Right. And so I have to connect to them because those relationships are a significant part of my life, significant part of my life. And I had to discover That I was an introvert because I thought for a long time I was an extrovert and I had introvert tendencies, but I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies, right? And so I have to be consistent with the people that I love so that we can stay in harmony, so that we can be in rhythm, so we can stay on one accord. We all try to make sure we eat the same things. I'm just helping you for your relationships, for your marriage, for your kids. We all try to make sure we eat the same things. And when I say eat the same things, that we study the same things, that we all on a devotional together, that we reading the same things. Like we all try to make sure that we are there, that we are are there that we are with each other that we are walking in step because there's a rhythm well it's the same thing in our relationship with god right how will we know god become familiar with god uh, learn to hear his voice if we're inconsistent if i'm in the word today and i'm off the word tomorrow right (laughs) if i'm if i'm in your face i'm cool with you today but i'm not cool with you tomorrow right um that 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 is demonic that is an evil force Same way in your household, if I'm up today, but I'm off tomorrow. And so as an introvert, you just have to learn how to navigate it. But for the sake of the relationships that God is calling you into, you have to be consistent. You have to be intentional. You got to be intentional with God and you got to be intentional in those relationships. Victoria, that's good because it produces unity. And that's the same thing for your marriage. That's the same thing with your relationships with your children. And I know some of you are like, what if somebody is resistant? That's fine. Let them be resistant. Be consistent in your prayer for them. Be consistency in how you bless them out your mouth. be consistency in what you say about them, even if somebody is resisting to you, if even if somebody is not responding to you um it's not it's right but it so brenda miss Miss Brenda Jacobs, I used to feel the same way until God started talking to me about harmony right i used to feel the same way and so i have to stretch and push myself into my relationship with others because it's important and we were created to be in relationship i don't i don't know who the enemy keeps lying to us telling us we're not supposed to be in relationship and we were created to be in relationship so i had to be intentional and consistent in my relationship with God. And I had to be intentional and consistent in my relationship with others. If we're gonna walk in harmony, if we're gonna walk in unity, if we're gonna walk in a sound mind, right? If we're gonna, um, if there's not gonna be anything that divides us, right? My spirit, my daughters being, yeah, my daughters, those that I'm called to, I gotta be, I gotta push. Yep, it's hard, Brenda, it is, but you gotta learn to stretch. You gotta learn to stretch. You shouldn't be the only person reaching out in your relationship and they shouldn't be the only person reaching out in the relationship. If we're, if you're the only person pouring out and reaching out, somebody needed this today. If you're the only person pouring out and reaching out in a relationship, there's a lack of consistency and that lack of consistency is going to cause you not to be in harmony. And that's so, so I got to, even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't feel even, no, it is, isolation is a trick of the enemy, Vanessa. Even when I don't feel like it, I got to press into God's presence. Even when I don't feel like it, even if I don't, feel like it that morning. I got to press into his presence because the enemy will sabotage your relationship with God by telling you it ain't necessary to press into his presence, right? I don't feel like this today. Um, A woman of God shared with me how the enemy had been attacking her about being on the devotional, right? And she was like, he was attacking me because he didn't want me to connect to this devotional in the morning. And he would tell me I didn't need the devotional. He said, nah, She said, I was getting on the devotional and you would be saying stuff and I would be trying to say it was demonic and that it was, even though everything was scripture, even though everything was fresh revelation. She said, But I realized. That it was the enemy lying to me because he didn't want to con- want me to be connected to you because there was something in the anointing on your life that I needed in my life, right? And she says so he had been lying to me about you. And so we prayed together and we began to pray together. And what the enemy was trying to do was was make her to feel make her feel like she was unworthy to be connected to something. This is this this powerful, right? That God was going to do something deliberately with her and connect her to the right people on this devotion and all this other stuff and so consistency produces a result when you don't feel like it you press into the presence of god can i tell you something even if you don't feel like it just lay at the altar in front of the word of god just just lay out there like come to the elders just just let the word play in your ear, right? Just begin to pray in the, the uh the spirit. And when you begin to just begin to pray in the spirit, something will divinely connect to you. And you gotta press in his presence presence, and that consistency is going to produce harmony, right? There's gonna produce harmony, it's gonna produce, it's gonna yield a yield a result, it's gonna produce a, a rhythm and you're going to become familiar with God. And for those of you who know, we've been on the devotional praying to be, to hear God, right? To hear God, um, and to be in step in unity with God. Well, if we need to hear God to be step in unity with God, guess what we're going to do? We're going to be consistent. We're going to be consistent with our body of believers. We're not going to be religious. We're going to be consistent in learning that God is a spirit and they that worship him, come on, y'all, they that worship him must much, much must worship him in spirit and in truth, <laughs> in spirit and in truth. Right. That's John 4, 24. So we learn that. And one of our foundational scriptures we work on in here is first Corinthians. When the Lord has reminded us several times that we don't discern this. We don't discern this. By the natural man, right? If I keep trying to conceive what God is saying to me in my mind, I'm going to miss it, right? 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. The natural man does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. <laughs> they are spiritually discerned. I, my mind, this is not going to make sense to my mind. That is not make going to make sense to my mind. This is not, this is not, this, it, in my mind, it will feel made up. In my mind, it will feel overwhelming. In my mind, it will feel consuming, right? But in my spirit, this, this, in, my, in my spirit, it will begin to speak to me. That's why you got to press into the consistency, press into the relationship so that in your spirit, your spirit, man, will begin to take over your mind and your flesh, right? Faith comes by hearing, right? Faith comes by hearing. And if faith comes by hearing, right, then I've got to be hearing so that my faith will be built up, right? So that my faith, so that I begin to be built up in faith, right? And the message is heard through the word about Christ. So when we testify and we talk about Christ and we talk about the word of God, then my faith is going to be built up up, right? That's how my faith is going to be built up. My faith isn't healed, good up, built, good reading, reading, establishing the fact. That's why I read the word out loud to myself. That's why I confess out loud. That's why I say my absolutes, but faith is going to come by hearing. And so anytime we come before the word of God and we're hearing the word of God, we have to let our spirit, your spirit will discern for you whether or not something is good or not. Your spirit, not your flesh. See, your flesh lacks commitment. Your flesh lacks consistency. <laughs> your flesh is inconsistent. Your flesh is double-minded. And we know if we are what? A double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. Your flesh is your flesh is double-minded. Your flesh can never make up its mind. Your flesh wants to go with what feels good, baby. That's how the flesh does. The flesh is like, I want what feels good. I want what's comfortable. But your spirit, man, is like, nah, <laughs> baby, that ain't that ain't good. That ain't good for you. Your flesh, your flesh will have you lazy. Your flesh will have you inconsistent. Your flesh will have you laying in the bed. When the Holy Spirit is telling you to get up on your face before the Lord, your flesh will not let you fast. Your flesh will not let you walk away from wrong relationships, right? Your flesh is trying to meet your earthly needs. It wants you to think that your earthly needs means more than your spiritual needs, right? And a lot of times we guard our flesh. And I heard the man of God at church say yesterday that a stronghold is built in place. Place to satisfy your flesh. That's the purpose of a stronghold. A, strong, a, a, a stronghold is built in place to satisfy your flesh. And so a stronghold, any principality, any demonic stronghold, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Come on, y'all. Come on, Holy Spirit anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of god that's why you got to have the word in you so that when something is exalting itself against the knowledge of god the word takes over like the word will take over the word can't take over you if the word ain't in you right if it's not in you it's not gonna take over you that's why the enemy don't want you to have no word in you that's why he just wants you to graze or glean the scissors that's why he don't want you to have no study life that's why he don't want you to be with like-minded folks he don't want you to be in my. He don't want you to. He don't want you to be with like-minded folks. He don't. He don't want you to be with women of God or men of God that are gonna challenge you. He wants you to still be flirting with those dangerous relationships that keep you on the line. I can't run in my house. I wake my kids up, but he wants you to be in those same. He wants you to be in those relationships. That's what he wants you to be with those in those same relationships. That keep you on the line. Those same relationships. Those same relationships that keep you right there on the edge. Those same relationships that keep talking to your flesh. Those same, those same relationships that's that's not gonna push you towards spiritual things. He wants you to be in those same. I don't care if they corporate relationships, I don't care if they friendships, I don't think it, I don't think it's I don't care if it's your boo thing. He wants you to keep you in those same relationships because he knows that if you're in those relationships, you're disconnected. And if you're in those relationships, those relationships don't honor God. So James 1 and 8, he is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. Right. So can I give that to you in the new living translation of the verse? Their loyalty. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do, right? And so if I lack in consistency in my relationship with God, then I'm unstable in everything else, right? If I'm consistent with the world, but inconsistent with God, then I'm unstable with everything. else. Psalms 119 and 113 says the double-minded I despise. God despises the double-minded, but your law I love, right? James 1 and 7, the man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because if I am double-minded, then I shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. When I'm double-minded, my house, my foundation isn't, isn't built on stable things, right? It's not built on stable things. It's, it's not. And so if I'm double minded, I'm not built. I'm not built on stable things. I'm built on something else. Let me read this to you out of Matthew 7, 24, 27, build your house on the rock. Everyone who then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock right? And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it all fell and great was the fall of it. So when I build my house on the rock, when I build, when I'm consistent in my relationship, relationship with God, when I build my house on the foundation of his word, can I, can we, can we break this down a little bit? When I build every relationship in my life on the foundation of his word, when I build my marriage on the foundation of his word, when I build my business on the foundation of his word, when I parent on the foundation of the word, right? Then when the rain falls, Because it's going to fall, baby. When the rain falls, it's going to fall. When the rain falls, when the flood comes, when the winds blow, when it beats on the house, when they cuss you out, when it's overwhelming, when it's consuming, guess what's going to happen? It's not going to fall. The relationship, the marriage ain't going to fall. The kids not going to fall. The business not going to fall. It's not going to fall. And the reason that it's not going to fall is because it's founded founded on the rock. (laughs) It's founded on, it's founded on the rock. It's built on a consistent relationship. It's built, it's built on something that was meant to sustain, right? But if I'm double-minded and I'm inconsistent and I'm not building my foundation, and can I tell you something? I can't partially build on the rock. I can't have rock and sand, right? I can't have rock. You ever seen a crack in a foundation? I walked up to someone's house the other day and... I I don't know. This is something to me that notices building structures, right? It's just something to me that pays attention to property in my environment. I'm very attentive to the the environment with me, and I I looked, right? I said I looked, and they had a crack running, and it was coming all the way up their steps, and it was coming all the way up their porch, and the crack was running all the way through the top into the roof, and I said, there's a weakness in their foundation. Their foundation, there's a problem in their foundation. Either something has shifted underneath, right, or something. But this crack has split all the way up their steps, all the way up their top, all the way up into the ceiling of their porch. All of this was made out of brick and concrete. And there's a rip in their foundation, right? So part of it is probably built solid where the rest of it is not. So, so if I'm inconsistent, my, if I'm not walking in the consistency of who I am and in my relationship with God, if I'm on today, if I'm off tomorrow, then guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a contradiction. There's going to be something to oppose it. And the only way the enemy can come in like a flood is when the word is not the standard. My God, when the enemy comes in, like the flood is because the word is not the standard when the enemy comes like a flood and the word is the standard, nothing will matter, right? Nothing will matter. And so if the spirit of the Lord isn't leading me because I'm not hearing or I'm not listening or I'm not understanding, right? Then when the enemy comes in like a flood, you're not going to fight the battle with things that work in the spirit realm, you're going to fight the battle with things that operate in the natural realm. You're going to fight your marriage naturally. You're going to fight your kids naturally. You're going to fight your work situation naturally. You're going to you're going to be frustrated in your finances naturally. Isaiah 59 and 19. And somebody's like, What do you, this, has, somebody's like, What does this have to do with hearing the voice of God? It has everything to do with hearing the voice of God. It has everything to do with hearing the voices of God, right? And I'm going to give you a few more. I need to give you a few more things before we get out of here. And then we're going to make a pledge to pray for wisdom for the next seven days, okay? Isaiah 59 and 19 says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift the standard in him. So there's a few things in this verse. So shall they fear? First of all, a lot of times the fear of the Lord is missing in our relationships and our life, but I ain't going to spend a lot of time on that. That comes with discernment. That comes with understanding, right? But when the enemy comes in like a flood, if I'm inconsistent in my relationship with God, I'm not going to be able to discern the nature of the spiritual attack. I'm not going to be able to discern whether or not to use spiritual weapons versus carnal weapons. When the enemy comes in like a flood on my finances, right? Let's use, can we talk about finances for a second? When lack comes in, when poverty comes in, right? When the attack comes, if the word isn't in me, right? If I don't have the word in me, then I'm going to deal with the spiritual attack in my finances like the world tells me to do. I'm going to go get an extra job. Now, ain't nothing wrong with an extra job if that's what the Lord tells you to do, but it is something wrong with an extra job if you're trying to provide and make it your own way. I worked three jobs at one time, (laughs) three jobs at one time. It was not from God. It It was not from God. It was the enemy's plot and attack to take me away from God, to pull me away from God and to make myself the resource, right? So when the enemy was coming in like a flood, I had to begin to discern because working was my vice. I think I told y'all that working is my vice. Hustle was my vice. I got hustle in me. I hustle. I got a lot of hustle. I got a lot of hustle. I'll go get it. When working was my vice, right? When the enemy, because the Lord, the, the enemy never wanted me to learn God as provider. He never wanted me to learn God as provider because he knew once I understood God as, provi- as provider, my life was going to change. Right. And so when the enemy came in like a flood in my finances, I don't know why he got me on finances, but I'm going to stay there. Right. The spiritual attack against me. I didn't understand that the weapon of my warfare was my tithe and my seed. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I didn't understand that the weapon of my warfare was the tithe and the seed, right? I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that there was a certain thing that my tithe was already doing for me. And because I didn't understand the weapon of my warfare was my tithe and my seed, my response to the enemy coming in like a flood on my finances was, I need more money. (laughs) I need more money. I need to move around more. I need to do more. I need to work two or three jobs. The response, that was the response, the response. (laughs) That was the response. I wasn't discerning the spiritual nature. I didn't understand that the enemy was trying to hinder me and keep me from being more like God. I didn't I didn't understand that he was. Trying to hinder me from being in my resting place. I didn't understand. I didn't understand, right? Oh my gosh. I did not understand that. I didn't understand that God would bring the streams of income. I did not understand that. And so if my problem is in my finances, right? And the enemy is coming like a flood and he was coming fast and hard after my finances. I didn't understand it was in me going to get more credit. I did not understand. It was not in these things of this world. It was in a kingdom system, but because my, because my foundation where my finances were concerned were built wrongly, my God, my God, if we can get this because my finances, my situation of my finances was built wrong. I wasn't able to discern what God was saying to me and my finances, right? Then I was resu- were resulting in the natural process, right? To my, the natural process of how to deal with this. Well, this is what God began to say to me. This is what God began to speak to me. This is what God began to say to me. And he made me put the scripture. He said, If you are a tither, there is a kingdom covenant when I tell you to tithe. I'm not telling you to tithe, right? I'm not just telling you to tithe. It's not the church telling you to tithe. All scripture is breathed by God. Back it in your word. It's not the church. It's not the church. It's not the church lakisha I need you to grasp this principle. So if the enemy comes in like a flood, if dead is, if all these things are attacking me, right? then what I got to do is go back to the foundation. Malachi 3 and 10. People will tell you this is the law, but the tithe was in place before the law. Mm -mm. Don't let them lie to you, right? So this is what he said. (laughs) This is what he said. He says, you are cursed with a curse, yet you, the whole nation are still robbing me. He said, bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord of hosts. And see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out for you a blessing without measure. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your land. And the vine in your field will not fail to produce fruit, says the Lord of hosts. Not says the Lord of man, says the Lord of hosts. So this is how when the enemy started talking trash to me about my finances, I began to speak up and say, Lord you said bring the full tithe into the storehouse right you said so that there may be food in your house you said test me in this says the lord of hosts you said see if i will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour a blessing without measure without measure you're gonna pour out a limitless blessing on my life says the lord of hosts not says man can't no man a blessing may come through man but can't no man bless you. It's not about man. It's not about you. I can speak a blessing on you because that's my priestly. That's part of the priestly garment that I walk in. Right. But says the Lord of hosts, right? Says the Lord of hosts that this, the word. This is what the word says. So I'm not robbing God. And if I'm not robbing God, if I'm not robbing God, then guess what? The enemy does not get to come in like a flood. So when the enemy starts trying to attack my finances, this is what I do. One, I first repent. Lord, let me repent. If there's anything that I've done, show me. If I spent where you've not told me to spend, if I'm not walking in wisdom, let me repent, Father God. I repent if for all my debt I did I asked God to show me how to get my debt in the line and then I begin to say to him look you told me to be I've been a tither and a seed sower for 20 years 17 years now faithful I'm talking about faithful like I've always taught, but for 17 years I've been faithfully tithing you and honoring you with the tithe for 17 years now Lord so you told me try you in this That's my weapon. I'm discerning. Now, when I pray and I ask God what's going on here, he's going to give me a revelation to discern. Is this natural or is this spiritual? But if I don't ever pray and I don't ever hear the voice of God, he's going to give me a revelation. Is this natural or is this spiritual? And then when he gives me the revelation of if it's natural or if it's spiritual or if it's both, then guess what I get to do? Then I get to walk in the authority. When I repent, I reset it. When I repent, I reset it. That's that's the wisdom that comes from the word. A repentant, a repent means I'm turning my heart from this thing, and I'm making a decision, Lord God, that I'm going to. So I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna decrease. I'm gonna increase in the word of God. When you're in a spiritual attack, you got to increase in the word of God. When your health is being attacked, you got to increase in the word of God. Right? You got to increase. You got to spend more time. So the word becomes a standard. Right? That's what he said. Can we go back to Isaiah? Can we read what Isaiah said again? The word becomes a standard. I'm letting the word becomes a standard. So shall they fear the Lord, right? The fear of the Lord says, I pay my tithes, says I give my offering. That's what the fear of the Lord, the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Right. And so when I am under attack, right, because the Lord has told me to tithe. I hear you, Holy Spirit, or whatever it is, the Lord discerning the Lord. When I am under attack, then the spirit of the Lord lift up a, a standard and says, Satan, you have no authority over here. You can't touch this. You can't touch her finances. She is a tither. She is under covenant with me. I, I already promised her I already promised her in the word that I would rebuke the devourer for her sake. That's what it looks like when the spirit of the That's what it looks like when the Oh, like That's, like That's what it looks like when the spirit of the Lord comes in. The spirit of the Lord sets the head. The spirit of the Lord sets the standard. You can not not you cannot come near her. You cannot come, you cannot come near her. You cannot touch her finances. You cannot touch her car. There's a hedge of protection around her. Why? Because that's what the Lord promised me in my word, right? That's what he said. He said, no. And the Lord, the standard, you don't, you lift up the standard in the word, but the Lord lifts up the standard, right? The the Lord lifts up the standard. Yes, Tracy, he rebukes the devourer for your sake. So the spirit of the Lord comes in and said, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." she's bringing food into my house, right? Test me in this, the Lord of hosts and see if I will not. And then the next part of this says, and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you, right? If I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing, if I will not do something. No, the standard is in place. The standard is in place. The spirit of the Lord rises up against the enemy the spirit of the Lord rises up against the enemy. And so if I'm able to discern and I'm in my spiritual place, right? And I understand what's going on around me, then the spirit of the Lord is the battle against him. And I don't have to worry about anything else because my greatest victory is in Christ Jesus, right? And where I'm suffering, even if it looks like I'm suffering, even if it looks Like I'm suffering. Can I tell y'all something? The Lord told me, I promise you, even if it looks like I'm suffering, favor will come in, right? Favor will come in. You got to be reminded of that. Second Corinthians 12, 7, 10, when he starts talking to him, he said, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, right? Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. He said, my grace is for sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness, right? So even when you're weak, even it looks like it, the word is still looking, lifting up a standard. Sometimes you have to be buffeted in your flesh, right? We talked about endurance. If you didn't see the video on endurance Friday, we talked about endurance Friday. Sometimes you got to be buffeted in your flesh. So you learn to endure to the end. You got to be buffeted in your flesh so you can learn how to endure in the end. So even if it doesn't look like it's moving, the spirit of the Lord is still there. The standard is still there. I remember God told me to pay something off. I've been saving some money, saving some money up. Man, I'm saving it up and then God says I need you to go pay this off. And I didn't understand it. I was like, I thought we were saving um for a house, right? Cuz I believe in God for a house. He said, "I need you to go pay this off." And I was like, "What?" Right? I'm just being honest. He said, "I need you to go pay this off." So I said, "Lord, I trust you," right? I'm going to go pay off what you told me to pay off, and I'm going to keep standing steadfast. This was recently. As soon as I went and paid off what I paid off, my radiator came, my radiator broke in my car. I'm talking about it wasn't 48 hours. My radiator broke. I was not driving. I had not been nowhere. I was sitting here and something started leaking. I was sitting outside and something started leaking out in my car. Right. But I had just taught a word that day. Psalms 46 and one be still and know that I am God. God is our present help in our time of trouble. So when the radiator started leaking out from out the car, I said, no, God is my present help in the time of trouble. Before I got up that, before I closed the devotional down this morning, someone has sowed a seed. And she said, the Lord just told me to send you this, right? So someone sent a seed to me that morning. Um, I was on the phone with one of my friends looking for the radiator, right? One of my other friends who I had not heard from in a long time texted me. And he said to me, he said, what are you doing? I said, my radiator just broke in my car. And he said, is that how much is the part? And I said, I told him the amount of the part. He texted me the amount of the part. He said, I'm so glad I text you today. I'm so glad it was on my mind and heart to text you today. So even when the enemy was coming in like a flood, the word was still the standard because I said, Lord, you are with me in my present help of trouble. Now, you just told me to pay this off. <laughs> I'm standing in your word. My tithe rebukes the devourer for my sake. And then the woman of God sent her father over here. I even have favor in my apartment complex. Where my manager let them fix my car right here on side. I'm talking about they completely broke down and took my car apart. <laughs> they broke down and then took my car apart right there in the parking lot and fix my car. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is the standard and I couldn't be consumed or overwhelmed in it because when the enemy came in like a flood, the word, the Lord lifted up a standard and said, no, I got a hedge of protection around her. No, she honored me and time. Let me give you one more scripture and then we're going to get out of here. I'm sorry. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. This is good to me. I'm just saying. Thank you, Father, for this. And so those are the things that I stand on, right? Luke 6 and 38. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. People will tell you that it's not the context of the scripture. But I've read this a thousand times. The Lord keeps pressing this in my spirit that this is the context. Even though it was written in this particular time, in this particular context, it applies all over. However you give, it's gonna be measured to you. It's gonna be pressed down. It's gonna be shaken together. It's gonna run it over because every seed produces after its own kind, right? Genesis 1 and 1, right? Genesis 1 and 1. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree, yielding fruit after its own kind, whose seed is in itself. Every seed produces after its own kind. So and I, when I am consistent, can we wrap this up? When, when I am consistent, when it's consistent, I'm consistent in my relationship. When I'm building my house on a foundation, when I'm adhering to the word, when I'm eating the word, when I let the word becomes the, become the standard in my life, when I'm hearing of God, when the spirit of the Lord is the standard, the spirit of the Lord works on my behalf. I am, if my soul is prospering, anybody, can anybody tell me what shall be prospering as well? If my soul is prospering, then everything connected around me shall be prospering as well. Right? And so these are kingdom principles. This is how it becomes a standard. And I don't know who needed to hear that financially, but God needed to show you in your finances how the word, it's not your hustle that becomes a standard. It's the word that becomes the standard. And just as my soul is prospering, so shall I prosper in health and everything else. That's what the word says. John 3, 1 and 12, right? He said, beloved, I, I pray that every way you may succeed. And prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul is prospering spiritually. Well, I take that to mean everything next to me needs to be healthy. My money got to be healthy, my mind got to be healthy, right? My body got to be healthy. If I'm prospering, my soul is prospering. If I set my affection upon the Lord, Matthew 6 and 33, if I'm seeking you first, the kingdom of heaven. Everything else got to be added unto me. And I trust that in the word because I'm building the foundation of my word. Now, let me give you this so we can get out of here. (laughs) Let me go. I need to give you this so we can get out of here next seven days, right? The next seven, next seven days. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pray to God for wisdom. We're going to believe God for wisdom. And I'm just going, i man, I'm telling you, and I'm just asking you, I'm asking you to give up something over the next seven days, give up bread, give up coffee, give up Coke, give up tea, just give up one thing over the next seven days. And over the next seven days as a corporate body, we're going to believe God for an increase in wisdom. I heard God say, pray for wisdom over the next seven days. I don't know about you, but I need more wisdom. I need more knowledge. I need more understanding. In this season, I don't want to make a decision without God. And so quarterly together, we got some scriptures. We're going to pray for God to give us wisdom. We need over the next seven days that he provide clarity and he put answers in our place. The very first thing I need you to do today is repent for being wise in your own eyes. Father God, we repent for being wise in your own eyes. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's the time for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. All you need to do is ask the Lord, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. <laughs> I'm need, in need of a Savior, and I'm asking you to come in my life. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. And guess what he's going to do? And if you decide that you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you email us? I would love to receive some, send you some materials. It's the best decision that you're going to make. But these next seven days, we're asking you, Lord God. We're going to ask God, Father God, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom wisdom for finances. I need your wisdom. We're not going to lean into our own understanding. We're not going to be wise in our own eyes. If we've been wise, Lord, forgive me for being wise in my own eyes. Father God, so I'm going to pray this over you, and we're going to accept and receive it. Father, you said if any of you lacks wisdom, that we should ask God who gives it generously to all without finding a fault. I'm asking that you give us the wisdom we need for every situation in our life. That's James one and five. Father, you said bring everything to you. So right now we're bringing our heart to you, our most difficult places to you. And I thank you, Father God, that we will not make a decision in our own eyes and we will shun the very presence of evil. That's Proverbs three and seven. Father, I thank you this morning that you are granting us the peace that passes all understanding so that our heart and mind can be guarded through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4 and 7. God, I thank you. Father God, we're submitting every relationship. We're submitting our marriages. We're submitting our children. We're submitting our business relationships. God, we know that you're for marriage. We know that you're for family. We know that you're for business. We will not superimpose our own ideas for marriage, for family, for business, for raising our children over your own, creating us a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in us so that we may hear you in regards in the relationships. That's Psalms 51, 10 through 19. Father, do not let us be anxious for anything. We're making our requests known before you with thanksgiving, expecting that you are going to answer. I thank you For answering us, right? That's Philippians 4. My God, I thank you for answering us. Father God, we're reminding ourselves today that the wisdom that comes from heaven is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's James 3 and 17. Lord, we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for discernment. We thank you. You are increasing us. We bind every spirit satanic attack. We drive out every force that is hindering us and keeping us from hearing. Lord, we submit to your wisdom today. Holy Spirit, go before us. Guard us in truth. God, have your own way. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes. Let us be sensitive to the voice of God. Lord God, let us adhere to your truth. No matter how uncomfortable the situation is, let us yield to your truth. Let us discern you more. Let us crease in understanding, Lord God, my God, and let us walk in spiritual truth. In Jesus name, amen. I love you. I have one more thing. Will you consider partnering with this ministry? Will you consider giving? I need to bless my partners today too. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all of those that partner with LMJ Ministries, Lord God. We drive out every force of darkness, anything that has been hindering their finances. And I thank you, Lord God, that an open heaven is released upon their life today, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. You are liberally supplying all their needs. Every need is met. I thank you for our partners. I thank you for covenant partnership. Blow the wind, blow in their direction, Lord God. I thank you, favor. I thank you, increase on their job. I thank you for promoting motion for my partners, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that every seed sown, every need is being met, Lord God, below their minds and bless them liberally. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for financial increase in Jesus name. Will you consider partnering with the ministry? You can go to the website. You can find out all about us. You can find out how we feed the street. You can do all that on the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. I love you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I love you. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go be loved today. Right now. I'm telling you, I heard the God. The kingdom of God is advancing in Jesus' name. Thank you for my partners. I thank you for y'all. We could not feed the streets and do all that we do without y'all. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries,